marks, get set, time to JoJo. That's right, this is Bizarre Podcast, Dogs Must Die. My name is Grant, you can call him Chip, and we are watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure three episodes at a time. Today we're, we're, we're doing episodes 22 through 24, uh, mainly about where we left off from pro- previous episode, which is uh, JoJo and Wamu going on an extreme chariot duel. <laughs> Uh, but before we get into it, I did uh, uh, want to double check mm-hmm. something important back in, in the first episode right. of part two, New York's JoJo. So who knows what and when about <laughs> Lisa Lisa's past and identity? Right. Smokey knows because he, he was narrating mm-hmm. in that scene in the taxi cab uh, of the family history, presenting it as things he would come to learn. No one actually right. said anything in the taxi cab. I would assume that, that these details of the, these uh, family secrets came up uh, on one of his, his, you know, dinner dates mm-hmm. with Irina and Speedwagon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that they've been having over the past month of, of story. Smokey knows about uh, Arena's own child and the baby would eventually get married, and those were Jojo's parents. But yeah, mm-hmm. seemingly Jojo does not know about that part. Jojo only knows that, like, hey, you know, your your dad died for X reason, and your mom is also gone. Mm-hmm. Like both of his parents are dead. So, so Jojo's not stupid, not recognizing Lisa Lisa's his mom. He just doesn't know the bit of information that would tell him that. He's stupid for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, JoJo's like dumb, but not in that way. Uh, yeah, I think he just he just does not have that information that Smokey has. That does bring us to uh, episode twenty-two: A True Warrior. <laughs> ah, see what's going on here already. But yeah, we're we're immediately starting off with the chariot duel here. Mm-hmm. You know, doing these one-on-one battles, JoJo and Wamu and Lisa Lisa and Cars to cl- you know find out who eventually claims the 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 stone here mm-hmm. so we're about to start the race and once the the clouds part and we can see the full moon again that's like the, the start signal i think yeah the 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 stands are full of these 100 uh, yes. uh vampire thralls it's very one-sided jojo's pretty upset that nobody's cheering for him <laughs> yeah we're, we're getting like the exact <laughs> measurements of this this racetrack here it's 960 mm-hmm. meters the the vampire horses can complete one lap of it in a minute 960 meters per minute is equivalent to 34 and a half miles per hour. Okay. Horses, quarter horses at least, have been clocked as high as 55 miles an hour, although that's over very short distances. Right, yeah. These horses are going to run slower than thoroughbred racehorses. Yeah. Maybe the vampirism actually makes them slower. I don't know. (laughs) It's shocking that they went with like kind of normal numbers here when everything else has been like you know oh my grip strength it, mm-hmm. it, it's pressure grip strength is the only thing that's impossibly huge <laughs> everything else is reasonable yeah like i was expecting the horses to go you know like 160 miles an hour or something straight so can jump like 10 feet straight up that's impressive yeah but it's not it's not so off the scale as grip strength <laughs> Like the the same pressure as like the very bottom like the of the deepest ocean or whatever. <laughs> God. So with this race, uh, it, they're not just you know racing and and fighting at the same time. We got some uh, we got Mario Kart style power ups here. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Wamu has invented item boxes. <laughs> 
So there's this pillar that on the track where there there's some vampires hanging out. And they're holding on to uh, weapons, and they'll be holding out these weapons on the pillar. And when you race by mm-hmm. them, whoever can get there first will have the chance to grab whatever new weapon the the vampire is holding. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, he he's got uh, a fucking gigantic, super long handled uh, sledgehammer. Speedwagon is so jealous of that oh, hammer. Man, he's not even here right now. He just knows someone is getting a sledgehammer that he could have. So yeah, JoJo's immediately thinking to himself, "Oh fuck, I got to get that sledgehammer." Mm-hmm. Uh, his his immediate plan is to cover it in oil so that he can like supercharge it with Hamon and just nail Wamu in the face with it. And he knows that if Wamu gets it first, he's done. There is yeah. no way he's winning this fight. Yeah. The race is about to start. The clouds are about to part and reveal the moon. And Lisa Lisa's like, Jojo, what the fuck are you doing? Because <laughs> Jojo's not in his chariot. Rather, he is uh, crouched on the ground near the, the wheels, clearing out dirt and debris. Uh, you know how in driver's ed they tell you to always like do a lap around your car before yeah. you get it? He's the only person that actually does that. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's kicking all this debris away and, and throwing it over, around and stuff. He's telling Wamu, like, hey, dude, you should check out your own wheels. Looks like there's some debris there or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Going to take care of that? And uh, Wamu doesn't buy any of the shit JoJo's doing. Just uh, a, a general harumph directed <laughs> at him. Yeah, that's about it, really. So JoJo hops back in the cart, and then when it's time to go, uh, they, they both go off and... Jojo rockets ahead and Wamu doesn't go anywhere because, you know, <laughs> surprise, all the debris he was throwing around is around Wamu's wheels now. And so he, he can't was go. warned. This is entirely fair. Yeah. I don't understand why Wamu's so upset. Bro, he fucking told you, clear cut. Like, Wamu is still complaining about the rules and Jojo calls back, like, uh, you told me there were no rules. No- nothing says a dog can't chariot race. Bye. Yeah. And this is the first shot where we get, uh, so there's some more dynamic shots of the racetrack of people going around it, you know, with the cameras sweeping around. And instead of doing that 2D style, we got 3D models for these shots. Hell yeah. Uh, and they're usually quick shots and everything's moving by super fast. But if you squint, the models for JoJo and Wamu for these sections look like Dreamcast era <laughs> models. <laughs> they're kind of, they're like cell shaded. And but they're pretty kind of low poly and blocky. They're pretty great. Uh, so so Jojo makes it to uh, uh, the pillar first easily to to seize this hammer. Although it's so weighty, it's so large, he, he can barely hold on to it. It nearly slips out of his grip. And then there's a teeny little hook on, yeah. on the end, <laughs> and it hooks the the ring from Wamu that that he got from Caesar. And I guess this is the assist. Mm. that I was talking about at the end of our our last episode. Yeah, it's like a little thing. But yeah, if he did not have the ring, he literally would not be able to get the hammer. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, And then immediately Wamu thinks, aha, Jojo got the hammer. That was the, my plan from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, we don't have any um, Speedwagon or Smokey to narrate. So Cars is doing most of it. Yeah, <laughs> it really around. gets spread around uh, a little bit of everybody, but Cars does like the plurality of it. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa Lisa takes over the role of Speedwagon when he's really worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's her role in the battle narration here. I like that Cars and Lisa Lisa kind of get along while they're just yeah. watching the, the race together. They 
they work. They work. Like you know, if the if the pillar men weren't like killing lots of people so that they could get their hands on the stone, they seem like they could maybe be all right dudes. I don't know. <laughs> they, there's times where they uh they get along easily with the the heroes for some reason. Yeah, like they would all go on a road trip, and Cars is trying to keep the schedule, and Lisa Lisa is giving everybody juice boxes and mm-hmm. sunscreen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jojo's got the hammer. Wamu's is is closing in on him, and Lisa Lisa's like shouting at Jojo, "Yo, fucking watch out! Wamu's up to something." Uh, and then Wamu coming up to the pillar that that carries the weapons each lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, he clotheslines the pillar, yes. clean off the ground, uh, and that is his weapon. <laughs> he is a pillar man, after all. Yeah. He's going back to his roots. And also funny that like when. Wamu grabs his pillar and is getting ready to swing it around like the vampire that was hanging out on it with the <laughs> weapons is still there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wamu swings and uh, Jojo's able to jump out of the way, but he has to jump off of his horse mm-hmm. and the like actual chariot part just gets annihilated mm-hmm. by the pillar. And so Jojo is already off of the chariot. If, if there's a ring out provision to this deadly chariot race, he is lost. But no, it is a fight to the death. That just happens to be on a chariot. Yeah, and uh, as Wamu is quickly approaching to trample Jojo, uh, he says one of my favorite lines from part two. The thing I that like sold me on it. I figured this would be the line. <laughs> <laughs> the probability of him being trampled by my vampire horses is ninety percent. Five percent chance he goes left. Five percent chance he dodges right. Uh, yeah. uh, we all know Jojo's ambidextrous. He could go either way. <laughs> like, Wabu says it which, with such confidence that it's like there is some type of mathematical formula for mm-hmm. figuring out the likelihood of somebody being trampled by vampire horses. <laughs> Wabu's wondering, like, oh, where? which way is Jojo going to go? Either way, he's fucked, because if he goes left or right, I can just, you know, just turn and mm-hmm, get him. Mm-hmm. And Jojo does none of those. He grabs the hammer back off the ground and swings it so that it hits like the the yoke or whatever it's called between the horses Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, and uses that along with like the, you know, the sledgehammer to swing up off that bar and onto uh, Wamu's horses. The the narrator describes, you know, the, the leverage involved in this maneuver and the whole vampire crowd gasps at the narrator, not at the actual action. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that they did that. But, Is he on yeah. the PA system, maybe? I'm just waiting for each part for like the narrator to become slightly more and more heard by the characters or something until mm-hmm. he's just a real dude. <laughs> but yeah, Jojo gets on those horses, says a little bit about, boy, I can't wait to hit you with this big hammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then once he's done talking, realizes uh, Wamu is gone. He's not, in the, he's not in the chariot. He's just nowhere to be seen. Some of the vampires in the crowd are, are wondering where he went. How, how many of them are speed wagons? One must wonder. <laughs> yeah. It turns out uh, Wamu is doing uh, a trick we've seen before in, yes. in part one of JoJo. It is the return of horsey surprise. <laughs> yeah. As, as, a, a, as Wamu's hands emerge from the, the back of this horse... Uh, because we, we all know pillar men like to hide inside things, usually Nazis, but sometimes vampire horses. Sometimes vampire horses. And uh, yeah, a single hand of Wamu's comes out of the horse to grab at Jojo. Uh, 
And Jojo, he does get grabbed by the ankle, but he's still able to get away because he has long boots on, and the, mm-hmm. the, the boot just slips right off. And then... And, and Cars uh, uh, laments, if only he had on some other kind of footwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why and, wasn't Jojo into strappy sandals or something? And, like, the, I think the uh, vampire audience, too, is having a similar reaction. Just like, oh, man, he's got boots. But even so... Wamu is able to just like from the like the waist up just emerge from the horse and because he doesn't have to hold on to reins or stabilize himself or anything because he's just a part of the horse mm-hmm. he's like super stable and he's able to throw out both hands and nail Jojo with the divine sandstorm like point blank yeah yeah uh, Jojo uh, perhaps foolishly rushes forward saying your own power has you trapped inside of that horse <laughs> Yeah. He thinks he has the advantage in this situation, whereas I think Lisa Lisa says, quote, now that Wamu has merged with that horse, he's he's free to use his hands without worry. <laughs> yeah. There are a God. lot of great lines in a row in this. Yeah, the, the, this vampire horse chul dare. Uh, <laughs> chariot duel is uh, one of my favorite fights because there's a lot of really great funny lines. <laughs> So yeah, Jojo is, is leaping forward for a strike, but that, that just means he gets a divine sandstorm direct square on uh, uh, with, with no room to, to move around. He's right there, point blank. Uh, mm. And a lot of blood comes out of that boy. <laughs> yeah, he gets like thrown back higher into the air. And there's a second where he's like almost just frozen in the air. And then there's a quick like... Uh, just like impact on him and it's just so much blood just squishes out of that guy <laughs> it's oh man and that the the force of that impact also sends him flying back towards his own horses and he lands on the the chariot there like all fucked up yeah the, the wrecked uh, remains of his original chariot yeah yeah it's it's like still good enough to roll but it's all bent up and stuff meanwhile uh, uh wamu is there um his torso emerged from the horse as just the world's worst centaur. That is not how that's supposed to work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like this part here where Lisa, Lisa, and Cars, you know, just saw this happen. Uh, and Cars sits down, crisscross applesauce, and gets a, a vampire to bring him a glass of wine. <laughs> Starts having his victory wine immediately. And then tells Lisa Lisa, like, hey, I don't want to fight a woman if I don't have to. Throws her a vial of some sort of lethal poison and says, like, you can just drink that if you want. That's cool with me. <laughs> and then Lisa Lisa looks at him and smiles and, you know, of course, aha, you didn't see what JoJo's plan was. I mean, neither did we, the viewer, but yeah. uh, that's just how it goes sometimes. And then the wine-serving vampire soldier, still with like the bottle of wine and a little towel draped over his arm, like he's a little wa- a little waiter or butler, mm-hmm. runs into frame and goes like, "Sir Cars, look!" And then Cars <laughs> very dramatically in slow mo drops the still full glass of wine onto the ground and it shatters. Yeah, Jojo is is uh, living, breathing. He's just fine, which is impossible for a direct hit of divine sandstorm. This is the attack that that killed. Uh, uh, Caesar Zeppeli, while meanwhile Wamu is just hanging limp, uh, his arms glowing as deep gashes uh, uh, of some sort of hormone strike have left them uh, useless at his sides as he gallops as most of a horse. Yeah, like the both his arms are like still there, but like at the elbow on each arm, they're like just kind of hanging by little threads almost. They're just like mm-hmm. flopping everywhere. 
But yeah, Jojo, they, everyone's pointing at Jojo now, and he's basically fine. He's like scratched up a bit. Mm-hmm. But it turns out, as he was leaping towards Wamu, he knew the Divine Sandstorm was coming out. With his his now bare foot, because mm-hmm. the, the boot got pulled off of it, he used his toes to grab the reins from the horses and flick them and wrap them ar- around Wamu's arms so he could charge Hamum through them <laughs> right before the Divine Sandstorm comes out, which made it way weaker. Yeah, it, it fucked up Wamu and it, it uh, made his Divine Sandstorm barely a, a, a gentle breeze. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where all the blood came from. I, I want to, <laughs> like, they don't show it, but I because of the way uh, Joseph's plans work and all, all the, like, magic tricks that he likes to use sometimes, I was hoping that there was a reveal that he brought lots of ketchup packets with him mm-hmm. that he could, <laughs> so, like, he could squeeze or flex at some point to make it look like, like he, he was bleeding. He had his own bottle from uh, Cars' wine cellar. <laughs> yeah. I, I love this plan. This is ridiculous and fun and, and, you know, part of what I really enjoy about this show. But but I have a note. Uh-huh. This should have been Caesar's ridiculous headband and not the reins. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought it was for a second, because the way that the headband is animated when it's on JoJo, that thing is four times as long as it ever was before. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it, it gets big. super long when it... If the bandana ever needs to be super long, it just is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, they don't they don't use Caesar's bandana for this, which would have been really fucking cool. Meanwhile, Cars is is having a moment to to share his deep respect for his friend, yeah. who's clearly on the ropes, having a rough time. And man, I feel for you, bro. But rules are rules. Put out the giant crossbow so JoJo can fuck him up more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, I love Cars's signal for deploying the new weapons to these vampires on the other side of this this arena. He crosses both of his arms in, in like an X and then vogues and his arms shine a giant rainbow X that's so bright the vampires on the other side can see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, uh, these two vampires are basically what what if Dark Souls was a comedy game? <laughs> yeah we, we got big guy little guy uh ev- everybody's armor is very dark souls to me i don't know why <laughs> yeah especially with their their ridiculously large crossbows that shoot uh cannonballs yeah these guys really do look like the comedy duo version of ornstein and smile from dark souls like one of them's even one of them even is fat and round and has the gold armor that <laughs> Mm-hmm. but yeah they've come out there's no pillars so they're just stacked on top of each other uh standing in the middle of the race course here uh and yeah there's two crossbows a big one and then a normal size one and jojo immediately thinks dude i want the big one <laughs> hell yes bigger's better baby and cars is telling lisa lisa like oh i bet you're wondering why i'm so confident in wamu right now and i'm not actually worried at all and we're not owned not one bit <laughs> It's because the greatest combatants all have the power to just, like, get over it, man. Come on. Yeah. The narrator says that uh, Wamu is performing what something that the best athletes in the world can do, which is called the Switch Comeback. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When they're brought brought low by shock or fear or whatever, they just flip a mental switch to bring out their fighting spirit. I have never heard of this. I think they made it up. (laughs) It's it's but. like when Michael Jordan wasn't feeling it, so he made up something that the uh, someone on the other team said about him, so he could get mad about it and then play right. better. 
<laughs> yeah. What a dick. Yeah, God. I forgot about that. Uh, Wamu's version of that is to pluck his fucking eyeballs out. <laughs> and if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. Matthew 5.29, King James Version. <laughs> They they've been locked up for two thousand years. We assume they're just rounding. They Wamu could have been at the Sermon on the Mount. He could have heard that straight from the source. It's true, and it wouldn't. Be, I mean, you know, like uh, ACDC was already like, yeah, I was there when Sun Tzu was writing the Art of War. Like, mm-hmm. it it would not be out of the you know shocking to be like, yeah, I was there too. <laughs> I was just there in the background, just slightly out of frame. Three thousand years after my friend Sun Tzu died, I had a new friend, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was cool. <laughs> he was a hormone warrior so i had to kill him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah basically wamu's reasoning if you can call it that sure is that he was so focused on watching what uh, uh jojo was doing uh he he was fooled by his misdirection because jojo is all about like tricking the eye if he doesn't mm-hmm. have eyes he can't get tricked <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so when he is explaining this, he uh, he reveals his horn that we haven't seen since the first episode he was introduced. Mm-hmm. Like that, his his little forehead, it's it's got like a little metal covering that he can just willingly open. It's it's like a camera aperture. Yeah, and he sticks, his, his horn comes out, and with his horn, which also has the power of wind, he can just use that to see. He can he can just sense the air around things. Yeah, he, he becomes Daredevil. He's blind, yeah. but his superpower is that he sees real good. <laughs> yeah i like cars just saying uh he flipped the switch by removing his eyes from the equation now he is once again psychologically invincible acdc's tantrum technique is probably better suited <laughs> yeah i like how he switched uh flipped the switch a little better i know the pillar man can regenerate but can they grow back eyeballs that have been plucked out for them i don't know like it seems like there might be a limit to that stuff Jojo's still in front. He's still going for the weapons. But he just can't pull the string on this gigantic crossbow the size of a man. Yeah, it is fucking huge. It is almost as big as Joseph, and he's already, like, you know, huge. But yeah, the the tension on the the drawstring or whatever for this crossbow is so fucking strong, he just cannot pull it back, like, at all. He's just getting, he's just, like, fucking up his hands and stuff by (laughs) trying to pull on it so hard. Should mention that these are also not crossbows that fire bolts. They fire, like, iron ball bearings Mm -hmm, the size mm -hmm. of your head. (laughs) Just big-ass cannonball crossbows, yes. (laughs) Yeah. But but Wamu, with the smaller crossbow, can pull it back easily. He probably could have pulled back the big one, too. He's a pillar man. It's, it's sort of their thing. Yeah. I don't remember the last time we got his stats, but I think he mm. could manage. He can just sense the air around things right now. So he fires uh, a first volley, not intending to kill Jojo with it, but using it to, like, calibrate his senses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one he fires goes right past Jojo's shoulder and nails one of the horses in the head and its head <laughs> just gets fucking annihilated. <laughs> so he's down to one horse and half a cart uh, in this chariot race to the death. He, he's just riding the horse now. He's not even in the cart. Uh, and then Wamu uh, fires his second shot as a bit of a trick shot. You see, he, as the person who, who knows the most about modern society, realizes that roulette tables have been invented since he was yeah. in the pillar. So in this uh, arena, in the middle of the track, there's just a deep pit that has a fucking gigantic fire mm-hmm. lit inside of it. 
just huge, going like 30, 40 feet into the sky or something. Uh, Jojo like raced ahead so that he is always on the opposite side of wherever Wamu is. There's always this big flame between them, Mm -hmm. which fucks with his senses. He can't see through the fire. But he doesn't have to see through. He doesn't have to shoot through the fire. He can shoot around the edge. Yeah, it's like he, he's thinking like, aha, you think that's going to hide you from me. But because now I know you're always going to try to be on the opposite side from me, it's easy to guess where you are. And so he, he fires the shot at the wall that's curving <laughs> along it. Yeah, like a roulette table. After going around, it's like a bank shot that bounces off the wall and it fucking nails Jojo clean <laughs> in his ribs. He flies off of his chariot cart. Of course, he, he can't stay on his feet. Uh, every lap, the dude is getting knocked to the floor. <laughs> yeah. And this is where the race stops, essentially. So let's let's take a look at how far they actually went. Uh, they seem to go a quarter of the way around to get the first weapon, and then another full lap to get the second weapon, and then another half lap or so. Yeah. So we're doing less than two laps. This is actually shorter than the Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. on horses that are running slower. <laughs> Not even, like, three minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and we're uh, about 17 minutes into the episode. <laughs> but, yeah, JoJo's, like, having a hard time getting up or, or breathing well because of the, the shot to his ribs with a fucking cannonball. So he's just lying in, on the ground, just waiting. And when, when he fell off the horse, um, his hand was still on the, uh, the string of his fucking gigantic crossbow. And yes. the impact of him hitting the ground was strong enough that it was able to let him fully pull the string mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and get this, this crossbow readied. And, and for once, like we are in on the plan. We, we, there's a close-up insert shot of the, the string being pulled. We even hear uh, Jojo's internal monologue talking about how the, the, str- the, the string got pulled, but I can't let Wamu realize that. Yeah. As Wamu is getting very close to trampling him with the vampire horses, Jojo gets up, aims the uh, crossbow right at Wamu, and as he's about to pull the trigger, uh, he starts to, f- he just hurts really bad. He mm-hmm. coughs up a bunch of blood, he f- he's, falls over, he accidentally pulls the, the, the trigger and fires the, the crossbow in the wrong direction, uh, and it looks like he's completely whiffed his shot. Remember when Hamon could, like, heal you and stuff? It'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice Remember if that, that happened again. Somebody yeah. should have taught Caesar that one. Yeah. And all the, va- the the crowd of vampires are just laughing at Jojo and calling him a loser and shit as Jojo is uh, just picking up small pebbles and stuff off the ground and just throwing them at Wamu's face like, no, yeah. please don't hurt me. <laughs> I would hate if you killed me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, of course, this was also a distraction. He he stops Wamu to do his little, I bet you're going to say blank thing again. It's been a long time since we saw that. It's been a little bit, but he's like, yeah. next you're going to say, don't you dare dishonor our battle here, Jojo. And then, you know, immediately Wamu says the same thing. It is caught off guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but every time somebody gets caught off, off guard by that thing, that little thing Jojo does there, uh, there's always a extra close-up reaction shot with with, like, really crazy colors and them going... Oh, like, you got me. I did say that. You're just so predictable, Wamu. You you yeah. and your, your honorable laws of battle. But yeah, he, he keeps throwing these pebbles at Wamu. Uh, he's asking Wamu, uh, Wamu, you know, a simple bat could fly in between those rocks and not get hit. Why can't you avoid them? Yeah. And as he says that, there's suddenly a cannonball 
uh, flying from behind Wamu, and it just pierces him straight through his chest. And his yes, back. yes, because he was using the the same banking trick that that Wamu used against him. But also, the cannonball had been charged with Hamon, so it just yes. penetrates. It, it's basically like death becomes her. Uh, uh, mm. the, the plug just straight through Wamu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Goldie Hawn. What happened? Uh. But yeah, now he just has one of those glowing orange, just like steaming wounds clean through his chest. It's a huge hole. And uh, Wamu is having a hard time like keeping the the wounds on his arms like healing. Like he was Mm -hmm, slowly mm -hmm. regenerating them. But now his arms are just fucked up, falls off his horses. And as he's falling, he tries to go... Like, he's acting like he's just going to fall on his back, but he's yeah. secretly trying to go in for, like, a double kick on JoJo. Or, 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 like, a double leg drop. He's basically doing a butt yeah. slam on JoJo. But then uh, Joseph responds with something that I didn't think we would ever see again. Yeah. He calls out an overdrive special move, rebuff overdrive. Yeah, which just seems to be hitting dudes with hormone elbows. <laughs> yes, That's yes. rebuff overdrive, but... <laughs> Yeah, he Jojo suddenly pulls out an overdrive attack name and uh, nails uh, Wamu, both elbows, to Wamu's legs here. Mm-hmm. Now Wamu's just trembling on the ground, unable to fight for a bit. And he stands up, his arms from the elbow down just fall off. Yes. His, his wounds are getting so bad. But he says, you know, hey, I am, I'm not, you know, out for the count yet. Because, like, when his arms fell off in the next shot, you don't see where those arms went. They're not on the ground or anything. Mm-hmm, JoJo's mm-hmm. getting pretty close to Wamu to finish him off. Uh, and Wamu says, like, I'm not finished yet. And uh, he hid both of his arms inside his body. Yes. And he launches them like missiles <laughs> at JoJo. <laughs> uh, and JoJo gets thrown back. So he's he's up against the little wall that surrounds the flame in the middle of this racetrack with the uh, and, the hands choking him out and and of course yeah. cutting off the supply of air which means cutting off his hormone my only question is how <laughs> <laughs> like someone announces you know look wamu has launched his arms out of his chest wound yeah yes yes i i understand that but how does one launch arms from a chest wound <laughs> <laughs> flexing really hard i guess i don't know Total body control, man. Total body yeah. control. Uh, it's because pillar men are just so gooey. They're just so gooey and gross. Wamu and Jojo are both against the ropes. Either one of them seem like they could die at any moment, and Wamu mm. is going to make sure it's not him. So he decides to unleash his most powerful ultimate attack. Cars <laughs> is shocked at this. He, he uh, uh, does not want Wamu to, to unleash this technique. And uh, you ever hate losing so much that your whole body explodes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Wamu has... Uh... Like those gross bony like air jets that were sticking out of like his rib cage if when uh, a few episode uh, episodes ago when he was fighting Caesar mm-hmm. he was like pushing the air out so he could create like that sh- vapor shield so he could be out in the sunlight those pop out again but now they're like beginning to suck in a ton of air from around him Wamu shouts ultimate mastery atmospheric rift and yeah he just he just fucking explodes all <laughs> <laughs> there's just the episode ends with a freeze frame. Of chunks of big chunks of flesh just it, erupting from his back and just mm-hmm, blood mm-hmm. going 
everywhere. And that's the end of episode 22. So, of course, we have to go straight into episode 23, The Warrior of Wind. This atmospheric rift attack. Wamu is sucking in tons of air through these pipes so that he can then fire a highly pressurized razor-sharp jet of wind from uh, his horn on his head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cars is explaining the mechanics of this, so that's how you know we're in a sharp speed wagon deficiency. Yeah. Jojo is being held motionless by these detached uh, arms around his throat. Yeah. And uh, the cutting blade of of super pressurized air is is inching toward you as Wamu says, I'm going to find you eventually. And dude, this might go faster if you still had eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And as this jet of wind is getting really close to hitting Jojo, he pulls out. Because, you know, previous episode, he was coating stuff in oil mm-hmm, to, to mm-hmm. charge it up. So he, he thinks, okay, here's my last trick. The, uh, oh, what does he call it? I call it Molotov Overdrive. I don't really remember what he calls it. He calls it uh, the famous Hamon oil trick. <laughs> sure, okay. But yeah, he pulls out this little glass flask of oil he, he's got on him here. Is trying to throw it at uh, the Wamu's air pipes. Mm-hmm. That he is, because he's also, there's a little wick on it, so he lights it with the fire that's near him. So yeah, just Molotov cocktail, hopes it gets sucked into the the air pipes, and, and that kills Wamu. But he throws the flask, and Wamu easily notices it and cuts the flask in half midair. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Jojo's just fucked. It's telling Jojo, like, you're out of tricks, you're out of tricks, and also you shouting the Hamon oil trick thing gave away your position. So here I go, time to kill you. Mm-hmm. Jojo shouts out Caesar's name and grabs Caesar's bandana, pulls it off his head, and it lights it on fire with, with a fire near him and throws that at Wamu as a last ditch thing. And it just burns in the air, just cinders before ever getting to Wamu. And it's also heartbreaking. Jojo is clearly yeah. dead. Yeah, like Wamu actually cuts up the, the bandana, I think, too, mm-hmm. as it's burning up. Wamu is just telling Jojo, like, okay, now you're you're super out of tricks, dude. You're you're gonna <laughs> die. And then Jojo stops him and says, like, you're already dead, dude. Uh he, he says, Let me tell you exactly when you lost, which is right. the cockiest shit, and I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. This is the best Joseph moment, I think. Let me tell you exactly when you lost. Yeah. And so what happened here is uh, Jojo was planning for the flask to be to be cut and all this. Mm-hmm. So what happens is the flask got cut open, but now the alcohol has been vaporizing, like you know, just exactly. Into the air around him. Yeah, yeah. The, these the, the volatile oils are just like up and in the atmosphere, being sucked into Owamu's intake tubes, and mm-hmm. the the burning embers from the shredded headband are also going in the intake tubes. So uh, with this fire and a little bit of hamon. Wamu is now being burned from the inside out. Jojo is playing fate. <laughs> like yeah. fate accelerated is the game to, to, to do whatever Joseph has been doing this entire time. <laughs> his, his player is just spending a, a pile of fate tokens to, to tag these setting aspects. Yeah. And, and as these th- all this stuff is getting sucked up into Wamu's air pipes and, and, you know, getting mixed up inside his body. Uh, he just fucking explodes. 
<laughs> this dude blows the hell up, and all that's left of him is just his head mm-hmm, on the ground. Mm-hmm. As is tradition. <laughs> and it, as, like, JoJo was explaining to Wamu exactly when he had already lost, it's we're also hearing the exact same uh, sad, like, opera music that played when Caesar died. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, even after Wamu explodes, Lisa Lisa's still shouting to JoJo, like... Yo, Pillar Man can regenerate. You got to super kill this guy. Go karate yeah, chop yeah. his head or something. I don't want anybody else messing with my maid. Like, come on. She's been through enough. Yeah. We've been through this, Jojo. Yeah. Uh, so so Joseph walks forward in order to to give the, the final blow. But instead, he, he uh, cuts himself open and then pours one out. And by one, I mean his own blood. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, onto the head of Wamu in, in order to, uh, uh, I don't know, just set, send him out right, keep him conscious and, and fe- feeling nice as he irrevocably dissolves from the inside out. Yeah. His head is like his, his, Wamu's just lone head of the ground throughout this whole part is also like smoking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is it is very slowly melting. And yeah, Jojo pours this pours one out here. He he's asking Wamu like why did you let uh the ring Caesar grab from you like just why did you let me get that even though they posed a serious threat to you and there's no way on earth Wamu thought that that ring and bandana were a serious <laughs> threat to him no thank yeah. you yeah Wamu tells Jojo that Caesar is a great warrior and he needed to be honored and remembered in some way which is why I left that ring behind and then he is shocked because he just realized what Jojo is doing is the same thing to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jojo, please stop respecting people. He just killed Caesar. We, we're literally talking about it right now. We, we don't yeah, have to that. do this. Quit that. But yeah, he, he tells Wamu that because you showed Caesar honor in his death, uh, I will do the same to you and all this shit. Wanted to find a way to honor your warrior spirit and all this. He's trying to eat every human on Earth. <laughs> Quit this. After maybe turning them into vampires to make them tastier to eat. But all the, the vampires in the audience are really upset with this this turn of events. So they just leap out of the rafters to just go kill the shit out of Jojo themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Wamu does not like this. And using his hair like he's Blueford. Mm-hmm grabs the giant crossbow that's still on the ground near him, loads himself onto the crossbow, <laughs> and shoots himself at these vampires. Horn and, first, yeah. Horn first, and tears all these vampires in half. I think he uh, kills two, so now it's 98 against two, uh, yeah. if we're following along. So, so he kills those immediate vampires, and then his his horn snaps off, and he, he falls to the ground once more. And then they they immediately continue their conversation where they left off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wamu is talking about his deep connection. Like, I knew I loved you before I met you. I think I dreamed you into life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saying stuff like, to me, that only the strong have ever existed. That, like, you have to be strong to be remembered and leave your mark in, on history or whatever. I play by my own rules of honor. <laughs> uh, talking about how, like, the whole thing about getting the Redstone of Asia to become immortal was just, like, not really something he cared about all he cared was living to his own to his own code he had developed here of the honorable warrior mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's also telling jojo like yo you can just drink that ring now i don't care anymore i, I actually want to see you drink the ring mm-hmm. and so so D- jojo takes the ring and as he does that uh 
Wamu tells Jojo the like, I'm glad to have seen you evolve as a warrior and to be owned by you. Goodbye. <laughs> and then his head just dissolves into dust. Never once does his instinctual back kick ever come up. <laughs> it, it was a really small thing, though. It came up in the very beginning of the fight with Caesar. I think. I forget exactly when it happened. I think it was like when they were still outside. I think somebody stepped. Okay. Sure. Somebody fine. stepped into Shadow very briefly, but it was not like a big payoff yeah. thing. It was just like, oh yeah, he he does that. <laughs> oh, what uh, a waste. What a waste. I know. There there's there's always a lot of setup in JoJo, but not all of it <laughs> always pays off, especially in these early parts. We get to see cars kind of grabbing at some of the dust of, of Wamu's former head blowing in the breeze. Mm-hmm. And he thinks back to an earlier time, thousands of years ago. Yes, yes. Where Cars is telling Wamu to kill a young boy who is, he is studying Hamon. And Cars is telling Wamu, like, you know, even though he's just a boy, this is why he must die. We have to eradicate all Hamon users. Mm-hmm, and humans mm-hmm. can grow quickly. And and Wamu being Wamu is like, mm, nah, I, I want him yeah. to grow. I don't I don't want to mess with this. This is kind of fucked up. I know we are super evil, but this is kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Let me beat him up when he's stronger. After Cars is done remembering that scene. Uh, he he says out loud that Wamu was he was too pure in his warrior philosophy, and that's what made him weak. Man, I miss my friend that didn't kill kids. <laughs> and then some fucking va- random vampire soldiers say, "Well, that's the end of Wamu. What a waste." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, and one of them even says he was only a poser. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so Cars kills them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is now ninety-five against two. Uh, uh, Jojo and Lisa, Lisa looking better all the time. Mm-hmm. These vampires just keep running their mouths and getting killed by their own bosses because of it. Mm-hmm. So then Cars has to uh, get in his fighting clothes. <laughs> yeah. he. So this whole show so far, he has been wearing like a wrap around his head. Yeah. He, he's had a bit of a turban. And so he, he pulls his off to reveal the hugest head of 80s metal hair. <laughs> Blueford's got nothing on this guy. <laughs> yeah, this is like five times the amount of metal hair that Blueford had. It is it is luxurious, it is thick. And he's just generally ten times prettier. Like, I think he gets makeup all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah, he's, he's already... So here's a thing with JoJo. Some bad guys throughout JoJo are, like, hot. But when they get powered up, they get hotter because they get more makeup from nowhere. Mm -hmm, mm Because, like, Wamu has already, this whole time, has had some, like, purple eyeshadow. But now he's got, like, hella purple eyeshadow. And it looks like somebody's done up his eyelashes. Yeah, yeah. Like, but but with the way this episode has been going, I would not be surprised to see one of these vampire thralls with, like, a a makeup brush and an eyelash curler just scurrying off to the side. When he reveals his hair, some vampires go, a vampire shouts out, look at Lord Cars, he's magnificent. (laughs) And we get this shot of Cars crossing his arms and voguing, doing some weird finger hand poses, sticking his tongue out like he's like a a cute member of a boy band. Mm -hmm. And there's just like glitter and sparkles just dancing around him. Cars is great. We love Cars. Yeah, and the, so so a bunch of vampires are begging cars, you know, like, oh, forget the rules that you made, boss. Let's just kill these two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Cars kills even even more of his own vampires here. Yeah. I forget. Between Cars and Lisa Lisa, we, we take out uh, five more vampires. Now it's 90 yeah. against two. Yeah. 
Uh, but Bacars calls calls them all off uh, because they they are going to honor the agreement. It's it's I guess the least he can do for the memory of his fallen companion Wamu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but reassures Lisa Lisa that he is a true feminist and will punch a woman if he respects her. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like just earlier, previous episodes, like, yo, Lisa, Lisa, just drink this poison and, and kill yourself, because I don't want to fight a lady. Actually, I will totally fight a lady. <laughs> Fair and square. Let's go to the new fighting venue just outside of the Vampire Horse Racetrack, someplace called Pease Bernina Temple or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is where... Named for uh, a real peak in the Alps, where they yeah, are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, this temple was where people who had won in the arena nearby would go to drink the blood of their enemies they had killed. Mixed with wine. Mixed with wine. There's this, like, uh, elevated platform, you know, like 20 feet or so up where they're going to fight. And below uh, this platform is kind of like a long, skinny platform. More of a catwalk, which sort of fits his whole look right now. (laughs) It does. Uh, There is just a giant on the ground below. There's just a huge bed of crystalline spikes. Which are later implied to have been made by cars for the occasion, I guess. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So so now it is Lisa Lisa's turn to get her Technicolor outfit reveal as she, yeah. she drops her long coat and she is wearing pants for the occasion. It's hard to describe this. She's got <laughs> like a or almost full body, like goes up to the shoulders like singlet on or something yeah and then she's got these weird like wedgie giving overalls on top of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's her fighting clothes those are lisa lisa's fighting clothes uh she's still got her big old hamon scarf on though Mm -hmm. jojo is enamored with uh his banging bodacious bimbo babe of a of a teacher (laughs) uh and then has to remind himself oh right you're old as shit never mind (laughs) And so when they, they both get up to this platform and Cars tells Lisa Lisa, like, fair's fair, you can take any of these weapons to fight me with. And there's just a giant pile at Lisa's, Lisa's feet of maces and axes and whips and chains and all this other shit. And she just kind of like lazily like just kicks all those off and says like, nah, I'm good. I got, I got a scarf. Yeah, I have a scarf of bug tummy. <laughs> <laughs> I would choose Jojo as my weapon and swing him around by the ankles. Oh yeah, that'd be a good. That'd be that'd work out pretty. That'd good, be I think. that'd be good. Uh, so so they they square off almost immediately in this fight. Cars disappears. Yeah, right. Right before he disappears, he takes a fighting stance, and Lisa Lisa thinks to herself, "There's no violence in his stance. How can you fight without violence?" <laughs> That's a question for the ages. What is the sound of one hand clapping? You know, how can you fight without violence? <laughs> yeah. After Cars like charges at her, this is just brilliant glow light, and he disappears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Lisa Lisa has to seek him out and sort of like probe the the air for his essence, which she's been shown to be pretty good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, although she she figures he's coming somehow from both above and below. Hmm. So Cars has Blueford's hair and Tarukas's tactics. <laughs> uh, so Cars uh, is about to sneak attack lisa lisa here he's above her and there's like paper thin cracks in the stone above her and in both these cracks both of his arms are just slowly (laughs) creeping out from them somehow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean i guess he's supposed to be like flat like uh santana maybe but he's not drawn that way so it just looks like some type of optical illusion is happening here (laughs) but he leaps out from the crack above her uh, about to chop her up with his his brilliant bone blades Mm-hmm. 
but of course Lisa activates bug tummy power. Her yeah. hormone charged scarf uh, becomes a third leg to to launch her up into the air in in a backflip, and she she takes out uh, what she thinks is cars, but wait, it's not. Oh my god! Yeah, the the car she kicks, uh, it like immediately explodes and begins to melt mm-hmm. on the ground, vaporizing already. Jojo's like, "Damn, coach, you're really good." And then she immediately gets impaled through the back mm-hmm, <laughs> by cars mm-hmm. with but with the bone blades. Because the the cars she hit was a body double, uh, one one of these vampires made up to look exactly like cars. Perhaps through cars's power of light mastery. Yeah, he he spun his arm chainsaw fast enough to make a hologram. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. But in any case, now it is eighty nine against one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lisa Lisa falls to the ground. She is like out for the count. She is bleeding really bad. And Karzmili says, why the fuck did you dudes, why did did all of you think I was going to fight fair and square? Fucking (laughs) dummies. Why would I ever choose to do that? I'm going to fucking cheat in any way I can to win. I I just want the rock. I don't care about your shit. I want the big shiny rock. I want to be the ultimate being. Fuck you. I don't care how I do this. Have you not been listening to anything I've said? Yeah, like he straight up tells Jojo, like, I am not honorable like Wamu. <laughs> I don't I don't give a fuck. And then while he's saying this, he cuts up Lisa Lisa again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she thinks to herself, He never had any intention of fighting me, only stabbing straight through my many organs twice. Yeah, she and, and she thinks, so that's why I sensed no violence. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker punches, nonviolent. That's what we learned today. And so now that Lisa Lisa is down, Cars has the stone. He just plucks it from her and mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. just commands the, the the remaining 90 or so, 89 vampires to just kill Jojo. He doesn't even want to fight him. And wow, jo- Jojo is really pulling out the part one references, though, because he does a zoom punch to the face yeah. of one of these. That's a Will Zeppeli original, man. <laughs> yeah, I cannot believe he pulls out a zoom punch. But all of a sudden, like, his punches are becoming very ineffective. He's he's punching vampires, and they're not even, like, really getting hurt that much. They're just, like, normal punches to them now. Because mm-hmm, Jojo mm-hmm. is so, so exhausted from the fight against Wamu that he, can, he can't breathe very well. You gotta get he one can't... of them Gatorade chews. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Give Jojo a banana. Yeah, like, what, what food is good for getting your hormone back? I don't know. <laughs> what vitamins are good I'm for just that? going by whatever they give you at the end of a 5K. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. So yeah, Jojo's surrounded by zomb- uh, vampires. He's he's really trying to fend him off, but he can barely generate any homo now. He's just a normal man punching stuff now. Mm-hmm. So as Jojo continues to try to fight, uh, some vampires uh, suddenly get melted out of nowhere. Hell yes. Uh, a bunch of them get melted. Nazis to the rescue. Yay. Nazi. Yay, the Nazis are here. Eh? Huh? So Stroheim is here. Uh, he has been rebuilt again. He's got his legs back and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple dozen Nazis behind him that have shoulder-mounted uh, ultraviolet <laughs> spotlights. Yeah, th- these are introduced as the Speedwagon Foundation Special Forces. Yeah. If the Speedwagon Foundation has special forces, I don't think it should exist. Yeah, because at first it was like, oh, okay, Stroheim is commanding... Speedwagon Foundation forces, but no, they seem to be Speedwagon Foundation assisted Nazis. <laughs> I don't know what's that. Like even the Ford Foundation never went that far. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so also, 
Speedwagon is here, and he brought Smokey. Smokey's Yay! back here. But but yeah, all all of these uh, uh, forces have floodlight backpacks. Even Stroheim has built in UV floodlights. Curse my prophetic eyes. <laughs> yep. And so they just start killing these vampires by running up to them, shouting at them, and <laughs> shining fatal floodlights on them. I don't know if the shouting is necessary, <laughs> but they seem to think it is. They're very into the shouting. Oh, Stroheim is so into the floodlights. He loves them. <laughs> While Nazis are, are attacking vampires in the background, mm-hmm. Speedwagon is super chill and just saying like, oh, it was the Speedwagon Foundation that was uh, that was able to miniaturize the, the UV light tech so that they could wear them as backpacks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it wasn't the Nazis that did this, but he loves to take the credit. Okay, the, the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation might be trying to uh, uh, end public schooling forever, at least they aren't teaming up with Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Damn also, the, 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 like, vaccination is good. You know, I, I, I like them sure. fighting malaria. Sure, fine, whatever. But <laughs> Yeah. But while those Nazis are now fending off all the, the, the fodder vampires, Joseph has leapt up onto the platform to fight cars, mm-hmm, uh, despite mm-hmm. having, like, no hormone left to fight him, really. They they miniaturized floodlights, but they couldn't bring their their favorite guy like an oxygen tank real quick. <laughs> yeah. Er, earlier, ju- just before uh, Nazis to the rescue, probably my least favorite thing in in a, a dub happened. Oh yeah. Cars's line "Think you can beat me?" just got murdered by having to to fit the lip flaps. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. A, a perfectly fine line, but there's no way to deliver it well and match those lip flaps. And it's it's nobody's fault except for the fact that people care about lip flaps. And I wish they didn't. I wish they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Dubs would be so much better if you trusted your actors to to do the line better and trusted the audience to, like, not care that much. <laughs> Yeah, the only it only makes sense if there's like a really big pause or something. But like those small ones that come up in anime sometimes, like I don't care. God, just give me a, the normal sounding line. I, I get it; it's a catch twenty two. You're stuck in it, but like, I would love to to if if there was a rogue uh, dub director out there. It's just like no, no, yeah. you d- yeah. deliver the line how you want. We're just gonna go with it. <laughs> yeah, JoJo and cars are getting ready to, to square off here but cars uh is not gonna play fair mm-hmm. he's, he's pointing out like oh boy it sure would be a shame if anything happened to lisa lisa and he picks up her unconscious body and plays air guitar in her legs <laughs> when cars is making jokes you know we're in trouble this is very sudden and very bad also who taught him about guitars <laughs> i don't know yeah, it, it's it's really funny because like all the music cuts out, it's silent. You just see him pull up Lisa Lisa's legs, and it's like, what the fuck is he doing here? And then he just <laughs> starts to do it. Like it's not even just like doing the air guitar; he's like making guitar noises with his mouth. Yeah, remember this is 1939. Cars has invented air guitar. <laughs> It's true, he has. Cars has predicted Whoa. what electric guitars will sound like once invented. God, I didn't even consider that for some reason. That's great. Uh, and while he's doing air guitar, uh, he impales both Elisa Lisa's feet with his bone swords mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. runs a rope through the wounds in her feet. 
Uh, Jojo is, of course, going off about how mad he is at Cars. Like, this is the first time he's truly hated somebody in his life, and Cars is, is going to feel the brunt of that in just a second. And like, mm-hmm. okay, sure, fine. But we all know in like two, three episodes, you're going to be talking about how much you respect him as a noble <laughs> opponent, and maybe the world needs more people like Cars. Fuck you, Jojo. Yeah, I hate it when he does that. So yeah, now that the, this rope has been run through the, the wounds of Lisa Lisa's feet and, and tied around her and stuff, uh, this rope is thrown over the overhang above them. Cars just kicks her off the edge. And mm-hmm. Jojo has to run and grab the other end of the rope so she doesn't fall into this bed of spikes. And now Jojo has to try to fight Cars while also holding this rope so that his mom doesn't fucking die and, and get impaled mm-hmm. by crystal gems. Uh, and and Smokey points out that situation because he has put two and two together. He's the only one with all the clues. Yeah, he he's amazed that Jojo is fighting so hard to save the life of of his teacher, not knowing uh, the the even greater tragedy that he's fighting to save the life of his mother. Yeah, and that is that is the cliffhanger for episode twenty three. Before we move on, I I love a particular line of Jojo's uh, to Cars. Mm-hmm. There's a place waiting for you in hell. Because it, it would presumably be followed up with, it's very far from Speedwagon's place in hell that I previously described. <laughs> right. He's going to uh, one of the nicer parts of hell, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. The, the place where oil barons that sometimes associate themselves with Nazis go. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds like a bad place of hell, but it's still better than the place of hell where pillar men go. yeah. Uh, so yes, let let us move on to episode twenty four. The ties that bind Jojo. We really are getting biblical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jojo compares Cars' soul to a cut verse from the Grinch song. Yeah, God, right. What did he say here? It's like a pumpkin left to rot out in a dead field. Even flies avoid it. <laughs> yeah, that's a Grinch lyric that got cut. But but Cars is continually gloating over this end of Spider-Man uh, uh, sort of situation he's <laughs> yeah. put JoJo in. Every time Cars is gloating, I, I'm imagining Smokey and Speedwagon just getting closer to saving Lisa Lisa themselves. Yeah, yeah. But then we get a much wider establishing shot that, like, okay, the, the heights are such that there's no way they are getting up to, to save her. Unless they yeah. brought, like, a giant cherry picker along with... Ooh, ooh, maybe Stroheim has extendo legs. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, Jojo here is, is struggling to even keep hold of this rope, let alone, like, fight or do anything else. Mm-hmm. And while this is happening, <laughs> Smokey shouts at Speedwagon, we really need to tell Jojo that's his mom. <laughs> and Speedwagon is, it gets really glum and, and you know, is kind of like avoiding eye contact and stuff and saying like, no, it's not the proper Actually, time. Actually, no, we don't. We really don't. Not, not in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I and- love Smokey's necklace. Can we talk about Smokey's look? Oh, yeah. Smokey's got a new necklace now. Yeah, yeah. Like... If the world were the Met Gala, if people could just dress extra all the time, yeah. I would rock Smokey's look. I th- I think I I could pull that off. Yeah, it's like a it's a uh, a really wide neck 
necklace that kind of more goes like closer to like it's like shoulder to shoulder yeah yeah it's shoulder to shoulder it's just big gold squares with a, a red center mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. going all around him they're really big and chunky yeah <laughs> it's great and there's the, like no story significance or anything it's just sometimes characters get new accessories in jojo <laughs> well yeah he's best friends with the world's richest man i, I that's think that's true <laughs> yeah he, he probably gotten some stuff from them yeah and, and meanwhile stroheim is asking uh, or or uh, Speedwag is asking Stroheim, hey, you done with those vampires yet? <laughs> uh, but no, the, the Nazis are still being kept very busy by the vampires. Uh, there's a very well animated shot of Stroheim flexing to make the UV ray, rays go out harder and a vampire getting disintegrated by it. Yes, yes. Animated it's on very ones good. for some reason. <laughs> and then we, we go back to the, the fight with Jojo and Cars here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jojo does the thing he always does. He he calls for everyone's attention. Yep. Then he introduces his props. Yes. Yeah. He does some more magician shit here. It's just stage magician banter. All I need is for him to to uh, ask cars for the benefit of the audience if they've ever spoken before today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jojo, like uh, using the rope, goes in for like a swinging hamon kick at cars, but. Cars is very e- able is able to easily block it and slash at Jojo and, and throw him back. So yeah, he's like, okay, Cars, you know what I need? I need motivation. Take a look at my lighter. It looks like a normal lighter, right? Uh, nothing unusual about this. I'm going to light my scarf on fire. Yeah, and it, it, he says it's supposed to be motivation, like as a timer, like... Mm-hmm, the closer mm-hmm. the scarf burns and gets to my face here. Like, right before he said this, he was, like, wrapping the, the rope more around his wrist mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so he can get a better grip. Burning your face off is one thing, Jojo, but real warriors pluck out their own eyes, okay? Get get on yeah, my level. Man. Yeah. Uh, and, and Cars thinks this whole scarf thing is really dumb and is just an act of desperation. So he goes in to slash at him, and Jojo's able to, you know, dodge him by using the rope to swing out and around him so that they just kind of switch places. And he, he's telling Jojo, like, okay, no more fucking stupid games. Uh, I could just cut this rope at any moment with, yeah. with my, my bone blades here. He, he has the world's sharpest bone knife. Uh, I watched him make it. I don't understand what the, the weird shit with the cows and the cucumber was all about. <laughs> but it was still God. impressive. Yeah. Jojo goes in for another, like, spinning, swinging kick here. As he's doing that, Car says, I don't know why you're doing this, because the instant I cut this rope, you're going to go falling with her, because you're hanging on to that mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. while you're swinging at me. So he cuts the rope, with Lisa, Lisa, and Jojo begin to fall, and as that happens, uh, Cars falls over, yes. falls to the ground. Suddenly, the rope is tied to his ankle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now both Jojo and Lisa Lisa are hanging, <laughs> dangling yes. from Cars' ankle. They are still tied together and not uh, uh, falling separately, while also between them tied to Cars. Everyone's yeah. one big happy rope family. We see that Jojo has brought back the, the, the trick that he used on ACDC, basically. Mm-hmm. Making extra loops so that if one gets cut, it's still fine. 
Uh, Cars is shocked. He doesn't understand how Jojo had time to rig all this. Uh, you aren't allowed to say that after you put a dozen grenades on a guy in the blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah. Tied strings to them all. Yeah, so so Jojo was able to do that because he distracted Cars, you know, with his, burning his scarf shit. That straight up just magician, like, you know, distraction stuff mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the props. While he was distracted by the, the flaming scarf, Jojo just set up a loop of rope on the ground next to him. And when Cars charged into attack, he walked into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and he cries out, you him. deceived me, Siegfried and or Roy. <laughs> and, and Jojo's able to get back up by using his scarf as another rope to latch onto uh, Cars' ankle and swing back up. Mm-hmm. And so with Cars stuck on the ground here, Jojo goes in for a just classic hormone overdrive. Yes, bring in the hits. Karate Chops Cars' bone blade is able to split it in half and, and snap it, and, and the Hama was able to, tra- to travel through Cars' Uh, bone blade and and we've been talking about how exhausted joseph is at this point after uh you know two fights back to back this is all he had in the tank he he had no idea even he didn't know how much hamon he had left uh uh, whatever it was it's it's down at zero now one of cars's arms just like fucking blows up and that that explosion, uh, that injury sends him falling down below, and he lands on a fuckload of spikes and gets super impaled by all of hey, them. Hey, uh, all, all you flashlight friends, could you come over right right now? Right now? <laughs> yeah. So now that Cars has been uh, really fucked over, he's so impaled, he's uh, impaled so many spikes that he's he's just stuck there. And so Stroheim does uh, seize the opportunity. He starts uh, uh, barking out orders to bring the giant laser gun. <laughs> yeah, they have a super mega UV amplifier gun that is the size of like a gigantic cannon, <laughs> unlike an aircraft I mean, carrier. Stroheim's enthusiasm really does start to grow on you. <laughs> Dude, he loves the UV amplifier stuff. He is so excited by it. <laughs> he loves being a robot. He loves anything he likes. He loves. He he is the Kojima Twitter of of uh, characters. <laughs> yeah. The only problem is one of those things he loves is fascism. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, now that that cars has fallen to the ground, Jojo's able to snag the the rope and save Lisa Lisa, and he's got her. You know, she's unconscious, but he's got her in his arms. And it is backstory time, baby, because Smokey is asking Speedwagon, why did Granny Arena lie to Jojo about his mother being alive or being yes. dead? So, so basically, we're, we're seeing the, the torch being passed because in this conversation, it's both like giving Smokey all the knowledge he needs to be the new Speedwagon. But there's also <laughs> yeah. a lot of like knowing looks like Robert EO clearly sees a lot of himself in this boy. And it's very sweet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that about that part. Also, I, I think Smokey aged at least three years in this month. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Under his new jacket, he looks yoked, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, so yes, let, let let me deliver the exposition, boy. It's what men like us do best. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he, he says to Smokey, like, you can never tell Jojo this. This is just between us. Mm-hmm, no one can, mm-hmm. No one else can know. So so yeah, we, we get a flashback. We meet George uh, uh, Joestar II. He mm-hmm. looks nice. He seems like a good boy. Yeah. A- and he had no no talent for for Hamon himself. He didn't get involved in this this foolishness. Uh, but he was always always aware. 
so he knew how to recognize the zombie that was his commanding officer in the RAF in World War One. Yes, <laughs> yes. So what happened is one of the random people that Dio in part one turned into a zombie just like fucked off at some point in part one and was never killed. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine it's the zombie in the back of the room when they're all rushing uh, uh, straight so and, and speed wagon. Like, the the last one is like, actually, I would rather not. I shall leave today. Yeah, George uh, is a member of the uh, of Britain's Royal Air Force. Yeah, somehow this, this zombie was <laughs> able to become a commander. I would commander. like to see the, the slice of life show about living as a zombie in Edwardian England. Fucking hell. So yeah, it's you get some shots like this zombie was just like prowling the streets at night. He's 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 wheelchair bound, but I don't know if he really actually, you know, is he just using it as a disguise? I don't know. But he made his way into the military here. Mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. was George Josar's commanding officer. We we see the actual seal of, of the RAF with their motto uh per ardua ad astra through struggle to the stars. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know how no one in the Air Force here knew their commanding officer didn't know that he was a zombie because his skin is all fucked up. He's got (laughs) all of his teeth are fangs. He 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 looks like fucking uh, Killer Croc from the Batman, the animated series. Oh, you're going to make fun of his condition. You're going to (laughs) discriminate that that man serves king and country. I'll have, you know. Oh, boy. He he looks like that because of what happened in the Boer War. It's not because he's a zombie. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. But yeah, George Joestar was able to put it together that his commanding officer was a fucking zombie that was eating people alive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he w- wasn't working. And George tried to confront uh, uh, this guy. How, however, quote, he had no training in the ways of Hamon. All right, who the fuck's fault is that, huh? Yeah. His father-in-law runs a Hamon temple. Yeah, yeah. That's how George Joestar died. He was eaten alive by one of Dio's former zombies. And so this sets Lisa Lisa off. Yeah. She, Don't you dare eat my husband. Lisa Lisa had already known about Hamon as well because her dad was straight, so uh, adoptive father. Yeah, instead, of, like Speedwagon says, instead of showing grief, uh, she ran out on the intent of bloody revenge. She knows Hamon. She tracks down the military officer. This, this isn't even like covert or anything. She just walks into the fucking room he works in <laughs> and just kills the shit out of this dude. Just like splits him in half with Hamon. And it turns out when people don't know he's a zombie, that's illegal. You get in trouble for that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, she got caught by another officer murdering this zombie. And so then, uh, like, word spread very quickly throughout Europe that, like, hey, this lady is murdering, like, Air Force officers. So she, she's wanted everywhere. She's on the run. The Speedwagon Foundation uh, bent its, its every resource in order to, to help her change her identity and hide out on Air mm-hmm. Supply Island. Maybe that's why she was wearing the mask. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, actually. But both she and Granny Arena swore to keep the secret of what happened from JoJo forever because they, they didn't want him getting mixed up in all this business. And yeah. Smokey is so shocked that getting mixed up in Hamon Adventures leads to tragedy, even <laughs> after the day he just had. Look around, <laughs> you child. Yeah. And so, yeah, that that's the backstory, Lisa Lisa. I like this reveal of, of why this happened. Mm-hmm. Lisa Lisa killing the shit out of an Air Force zombie. 
<laughs> I'm so curious about the Air Force zombie. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, what after Smokey hears this whole story, he is moved to tears. He he is just crying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tears streaming down his face. And and he agrees to be sworn to secrecy that, that only Arena and or Lisa ha- have the right to to uh tell Joseph the truth about uh who his mother is and, and why he uh doesn't know. So Smokey thinks to himself, Oh my god, Joseph finally broke the cycle. He was able to save his mom. You know, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. over. Thank God. He got mixed up in a, a hormone adventure and he saved a life instead of destroying one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that brings us back to the present, where the the giant UV laser lamp ha- has been wheeled up, and uh, they shoot cars with it, and he turns. Cars is wearing the mask with the Super Asia. Damn, cars, you're good. You did it. Yep. He he was just playing dead, waiting for them to blast th- this mask. He's been laying face down, like his head t- turned away a little bit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they couldn't see the the mask there. Very quickly, turns his mask. Everyone goes. Oh fuck! <laughs> and and Stroheim is is uh, freaking the fuck out. He's shouting like, "Oh my god! Turn the turn the laser gun off that I love so much. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off." But it is too late. He is saying this as the UV ray uh, amplifier is just blasting a huge amount of UV through the Super Asia into the stone mask, supercharging the stone mask so it's able to pierce Karza's brain and turn him into the, this ultimate beyond Pillar Man being. And so, yeah, we, we get the the perfect, we, we get the classic uh, uh, supernatural Nazi story where, where Nazi hubris creates a new super monster, yep. which yep. itself believes in inborn superiority and, and a natural hierarchy as, as like a dark foil to their ideology. There you go. We're, we we made it back. We did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Nazis, like despite like a couple times throughout the show, like either Stroheim and or like just a, a whole bunch of Nazis come back and it's like, we're here to help. They never <laughs> successfully help. They make everything <laughs> fucking worse every goddamn time. Yeah. Yeah. Like all, all they managed to do to to cars uh, back at the chalet was just get him to show off one of his party tricks, I guess. Yeah, that was it, really. And so, yeah, this episode ends with the, the mask is piercing Cars' skull. The transparency of his body begins to flicker, and we can see his skeleton becoming supercharged or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the episode ends with, with Cars literally has galaxy brain. <laughs> I was going to say that too. He goes galaxy brain. It is just his eyes superimposed over the galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. And yeah, that's where this episode ends. It's a kick-ass cliffhanger. It's a ki- it's uh th- this is the new best cliffhanger of part 2. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh that that is the end of today's trio of episodes. We we will be back uh, next, talking about the f- the end, the final yeah. parts of part two, uh, where where Jojo presumably must find some some way to defeat Cars, the ultimate super being. Either that, or it's a wild alternate universe where all of humanity is eaten <laughs> by the end of 1940. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This set of three episodes. I think are really solid. Like I think the the whole Wamu fight pretty good. The the ending cliffhanger of, of Cars mm-hmm. uh, tricking everybody into causing him to transform into the ultimate super being is just a great cliffhanger. 
you know, I've asked you questions like this before, but like th- this one is really hard to, to answer, I think. But how do you think JoJo, a super tired Joseph, can even like how is he going to beat what what galaxy brain plan can he even come up with to beat something that is like a god now? I think I think uh, he's got to run, right? He, he's got to run mm. and and uh, find a way to escape, to recover and make a plan. Like okay. th- this is when he goes underground for a month and and makes the <laughs> yeah. the perfect un- inescapable mouse trap. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, the the final two episodes of part 2 are some of my favorite. It is just a a crazy ride and I can't wait to to finally talk about this this part. <laughs> um it is one of the things that like cinched part two is still being like one of my favorites, just just mm-hmm, the way it concludes. Mm-hmm. Look forward to the final two episodes of Battle Tendency, mm-hmm. uh, a very tired JoJo versus a godlike Cars. These these episodes, or, or I guess this Cars fight, Cars fight in two parts, really won me over to the character of Cars. Because yeah. I I enjoy there being a no nonsense one. I enjoy there being one that's just like direct and goal oriented. But seeing that he also is able to pull off plans that are you know simple, simple enough. He he had mm-hmm. all of the props he needed, and and put it together. It's not quite as wild as uh his brain didn't pop out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just that he is, his cleverness doesn't just lie in uh, uh, cutting through everyone's bullshit. It's some actual cleverness as well. Uh, yeah. It ma- makes him that, that much more formidable in my eyes. Did not like the air guitar. I felt that was wildly out of character. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird and goofy. But the rest of it is good. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like the late reveal of like, what cars is actually like it kind of reminds me uh maybe not as wild and crazy as the super late reveal of armstrong in metal gear rising yeah Uh, yeah like you barely know this guy exists he's just like a guy crafting plans and stuff and he just seems like a serious normal villain and then once he like actually reveals himself he's way crazier and like uh and a fun character like Mm -hmm. Kind of going like, okay, here's what Cars really is. Like starting that off by having him take off the turban to reveal his metal hair. Yes, yes. Yeah. For the most part, anytime we've seen Cars do stuff, he's been like far more serious mm-hmm. uh, and like calculated, I guess. So yeah, that reveals a lot of fun. I sure hope Smokey makes it out alive. Oh God, right? Yeah, don't bring Smokey back just to have him die, die immediately. <laughs> that would be a very JoJo thing though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we got to bring back that reporter lady so she can die. <laughs> yeah, right. There's that brief moment where it feels like the reporter lady might be a character, too, and then she's not. <laughs> no, I guess they did forget to give her a name. So that should have been the first clue. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I guess that that is the end of this episode. Uh, I'm going to take the opportunity to, I know I did a few few weeks ago, but to again mm. plug Sex Archie, because the difference between that recording and this one is uh, we've been making it again. Yeah. So now I can say uh, with confidence that some of our recent episodes uh, have been some of the best of the run of that podcast. Uh, mm. Specifically, I'd like to rec- uh, recommend... Our bonus episode on the Josie and the Pussycats movie from 2001. Ooh. That uh, is just a wild movie. 
the the definition of a cult classic. There's even a, a behind the scenes story where like we wanted to make a real movie with wide appeal, but then as the dailies <laughs> came in, we realized we wrote a cult classic. This is going to flop, but people are going to love it in ten years. <laughs> and that's wow. exactly what happened. I think I got to check that out now. I didn't <laughs> didn't know that movie was like that. It's great. Uh, and also uh, uh, our episode recapping uh, chapter 79, Graduation, where the teens graduate. And uh, it, it might be my favorite episode of the show, mm. uh, <laughs> the entire run, but uh, it at least is one that gives us the opportunity to talk about things we love about the show and, and what it does well that people don't often give it credit for. And we, mm. we have a lot of fun. There's still a lot of good jokes in there, but it's... Uh, this strange uh, uh, moment of closure and finality, even though there are two full seasons of the show left to come after. <laughs> right, which is a very, yeah. very strange position to be in. Yeah, and like from what I've seen on Twitter of like what is happening, like literally starting next episode. Yes. Seems pretty wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is technically going to be science fiction. <laughs> Okay. They uh, graduated as the class of 2020. They made that explicit. And now mm. there's a seven-year time skip. <laughs> yeah. And so. There's a war, I think? Maybe. Maybe? Listen to uh, uh, Sex Archie episode 79, It Felt Like Home, to mm. find out our predictions of what uh, that, that battle scene is going to turn out to actually be <laughs> okay. in, in the episode. I'll have to check that out. I'm curious what you think. Yes. So, thanks for listening to this show, uh, and like I said, we will be back soon with the end of Battle Tendency. Cannot believe we're here already. To be continued. Yeah. See you later, folks.